You see, grace defies our logic. We don't understand grace. Why would God do this? Why would God use you, Carlos, to heal somebody or deliver somebody? Why would he do that, Ia? Why would... Why? I mean, after we're first saved, it takes us a long time just to believe that by his grace we are saved, that God could love somebody like us. But then he goes beyond that and he says, you know what, by my grace, I'm not, I not only saved you, but I'm going to let my anointing flow through you by my grace. Well, we don't deserve it, do we? We expect God. You know what? Some of the people that have been used of God in very dramatic ways are, are the least worthy, least ones that we would expect God to use. You realize that? We look at them and we say, God, why did you use that idiot when I was available? <laughs> and if you could hear her, God would say, that's the reason why. That idiot distrusted me. You couldn't even hear me. We expect God to give us full punishment. Instead, he gives us grace. <laughs> what a God. Is he not awesome? God asks us to stand on grace, and that seems so foreign to us. Does he mean what he says? God does not operate the way the world operates. He does not operate by the wisdom of this world. He doesn't operate the way you think he ought to operate. He doesn't operate by your thoughts or your ways. He says in Isaiah 55, 9, My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You look through the New Testament and you see how Jesus worked and you see how the disciples worked and you just sit down and think about that for a moment and say, is that the way I would have done it had I been there? You see, we need to understand that the way that Jesus ministered and the way the disciples ministered was so out of culture for their day. They had no credentials. They had nothing from the Sanhedrin saying they were authorized to do these things. They did everything that Jesus did just flew in the face of the religions of that day. That's why he stirred up so much flack. Pentecostals are known to stir up trouble. Just ask any preacher of a, a non-Pentecostal church. Just walk into a, a church that's not Pentecostal. Walk in there and walk right up to the preacher and say, Bless God, I speak in tongues and cast out devils. And he'll say, You'd be more comfortable than that church down the street. They don't want you there because they know you're trouble. That's why all you troublemakers are here. You can't make trouble here. Amen? You can't make trouble here. Hallelujah. Communion and healing. Divine healing is received by faith through grace. I'm glad Peter didn't give that man a chance to doubt. Because if he had entered into a discussion with that man and said, Now, you know what? I really believe that I have a healing on me for you. God's spoken to me and I have a healing uh, on me for you. And, and uh, if, if you'll just receive it now, I can give you a healing. What do you think would have happened? I don't think the man would have been healed, do you? I think they'd give the man time to try to reason it out. And what Peter was telling him, he would have said, Well, I appreciate that, brother. You just pray for me. How many times have you heard that? Next time somebody says, Pray for me, why don't you just grab him by the hand and say, Let's pray. <laughs> you'll find out if they mend it they'll go look around to see if anybody's looking we don't earn it we don't deserve it but God does it anyway whoa how many of you that have been healed by God you deserved it let me see your hands how many of you that were healed by God you knew when you went in you were going to get the healing now that's possible I've been healed by God when I had no idea that I would be healed but it, I was healed I mean I wanted to believe I wanted to receive, and I, I exercised the faith that I had. 